Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Kevin Hurst on the other side of the glass, our fabulous producer. He's why everybody who gets on the radio gets on the radio, mm-hmm. as they must go through him. As instructed, uh, we have Financial Friday in front of us. So uh, it is the first Friday of the month, which means the latest jobless figures come out. I think I heard the phrase 3.6% as the jobless rate. Unemployment, 428, jobs created. And uh, real quick, I'd like to thank Kevin for these mint juleps. Kevin, these are excellent morning drinks here. Appreciate Uh, that. The the, uh, Kentucky Derby drink is being served. Oaks today, Kentucky Derby tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, mint juleps. But uh, Kevin's has, instead of mint, Mark, you guys have, you and I have mint. Kevin has a... Umbrella in his coffee julep. Okay, so that's an umbrella. He puts caffeine in his, so that kind of helps out. Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, on the line. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for checking in today. Good morning, Mark. And uh, I'd like to say Ben, but uh, I know Ben has an alter ego, Reginald Claghorn. Uh, from the south, uh, being the Derby Day and NASCAR, both in the south this weekend, uh, Ben's going to be in his glory. I say, I say, my southern gentleman from uh, from uh, Harrisburg. Uh, good to hear from you, uh, Mr. Robert. <laughs> All right, Good thank you, for, thank you for checking in, Bob. Very much appreciated. And in the studio, the uh, just uh, one of the greatest people you hear at the speaker at a chamber of commerce function. Art Thomas is here, chairman of the GSVCC, Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, president of MechTech and Diversified Construction. And to you'll remember, just one short years ago, brought us the real definition of the word crapper. So we are very <laughs> glad, glad that uh, he's back in the studio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It sounds like, according to you, I need to be thanking Kevin for letting me on the air today. Well, yeah, he is. Uh, nobody gets on the air but through him. It's kind of biblical, really. So uh, we appreciate Kevin. He's doing a super job over there. He's just rolling his eyes. He's not going to participate well, I here. Think when he walked in, he dropped a tablet and broke him. Oh, I see. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's why we're down to Ten Commandments, right? I got you. Okay, I saw that movie. All right, so, Bob, uh, joblessness stays 3.6%. 428,000, they call it new jobs. It's really jobs uh, recovered from previous administrations and so on. Uh, but uh, your reaction to those numbers? Yeah, so, Mark, the, uh, the unemployment rate uh, is right where uh, the economists seem to think it was going to be. Uh, turns out the economists were a little bit pessimistic uh, when it comes to jobs created. In fact, what they were suggesting was any number under 400,000 would indicate a, a slowdown, possibly a, 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 a slide into a recession, uh, were the words that we were starting to hear. The, the, the business news has been uh, very, very uh, bearish uh, lately, uh, uh, Mark, and uh, this, may, this may help uh, stabilize the markets a little bit. Heck, I'm even, uh, uh, I don't think I'm a prophet of doom. I Hopefully I'm a prophet of prosperity. I was actually predicting that 
maybe if we had a recession, we could tamp things down, slow things down a little bit, and return to something that is a little bit closer than normal. Unfortunately, uh, yesterday's stock market, uh, this morning's announcement that uh, diesel prices are up yet higher. Uh, and remember, folks, diesel is that that's the basic fuel of everything that's sitting around you. If, there, if, you're, if you're anywhere on the earth, sitting in a building, sitting in an office, wherever you have them, still in your bed, uh, it was brought there by a truck. And, uh, and diesel fuels are at the highest rate they've ever been. Uh, and, uh, and that is really pushing. That is the, the, the major ingredient uh, to the uh, inflation that we're all uh, beginning to suffer through. All right, yeah, if you, that's my phrase. If you got it, a truck brought it. So we, we talk about that all the time. All right, uh, well, more reaction to these jobless figures. Some folks say we're already in a recession. We may have a slowdown underway. Your view on these numbers? Uh, numbers uh, are adequate. Uh, the uh, I would say inside the three-ring circus, it's uh, not to say business is normal, but the elephants, the trapeze artists, the people, are, the jugglers are doing their their thing. Outside, uh, I don't know if Nero's fiddling yet. <laughs> oh my God, you got too many metaphors. But in uh, but we're we're seeing just chaos. Can they organize the chaos? We're seeing bond yields go up. Look where interest rates are, five percent. The Fed was slow on the draw. Uh, if they were in a gunfight, they would not be uh, be alive. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're just seeing um, it, it is going to be a very interesting year. Art sits in the seat and signs checks. Uh, he can give us an analysis on workforce backlog. But what I see out there is people are trying to ju- – it's not – it's not juggling three balls. It's juggling five, six balls. So, uh, you know, we're. Uh, I, I believe these numbers are adequate, but what the stock market's doing again, that's outside those three rings. I think that has a, a bigger, uh, bigger sign to come on what we're going to be through. All right, Art, you have to do more than six metaphors in your description here of the jobless numbers if you're going to top in. A couple days ago, I was trying to figure out what colloquy was. I'm not sure if I know what a metaphor is. Um, It's becoming more and more obvious to me, and I've often been accused of being good at stating the obvious, um, that we've got 2.9% unemployment in Montour County, 3.4% in Union, 3.6% in Snyder, five in Northumberland. We're beyond full employment here in the Valley. So what's become obvious is we've lost the tail end of our boomers to early retirement. And we've lost moms with the pandemic. They've gone out of the workforce. And we're so fragile that we're not fulfilling that. And with the money that was injected, we all as consumers want more and we want it fast and we want it now. And as businesses, we're unable to manufacture the widget, we're unable to provide the product, the product and we need more. So it's this vicious cycle of people who've left the workforce because unemployment's you know two jobs for everybody that's unemployed. And at the same time, we, we want so much. So I think that with the boomers that left early due to the pandemic, watching their investments go down, they're going to start coming back to work. And hopefully we'll figure out how to get the moms back to work, too. In the meantime, you know, we're at full employment. We uh, 
can't say that we're in a slowdown. We generated 428,000 jobs, and we keep going. So what's going to happen next? I don't know. So we're not necessarily recessionary at this exact moment. Are some of these numbers, these indicators, pre-recessionary in your view, Art? Well, that's what history tells us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we had the first quarter. We were 1.4 down. So mm-hmm. the second quarter, it's – and I'll, we've talked about this for years. But m- one of my points is maybe we need to go back and look at the equation for some of this financial information, meaning, you know, what is really unemployment? You know, uh, we put in that, uh, I think, uh, Bob, you referred to as a 10B6 slash dot, 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 204 form to get real unemployment numbers. But one of the things that, you know, I'm saying is, is, again, look where bond yields are going. One of the things somebody told me once, I said, in the early recession, 70s and 80s, he goes, remember, you could go and get a CD for 6, 7, 8%. Well, you're not getting that now. So, uh, boy, Mark, I, I... but will we have that later? CDs are back in the realm of discussion. I guess they are, but boy, look what's going on in the White House and the um, optics problems, the policy problems, <laughs> the excuses. You know, this, I mean, the, to make somebody say, this, these are Putin's price hikes? I mean, that makes no, no objective sense at all. So one of our listeners says, hang in there, Ben. It's only going to be two and a half more years. <laughs> so that's quite a, quite a comment. Okay, Bob, we're, we're discussing the pre-recession uh, question, and then we have our good next good guest on the line. So go ahead, Bob. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, folks, you, what you've heard so far is foundational. What the Chamber of Commerce does not have the luxury of doing is saying, this is somebody else's problem. This is our problem. We have to do something about this so that our local businesses not only stay in business but thrive and prosper in business, and one of the ways we know we have to do that is by connecting uh, everybody in the greater Susquehanna Valley with broadband and high-speed internet. Uh, we've been—we're on a getting close to a decade-long march here uh, to get uh, broadband and high-speed internet into our valley. Uh, what used to be huge gaps are now smaller gaps, but there still are gaps. Uh, there's also the the issue of compatibility. Uh, that folks have when you have two or three people trying to work from home or or go to school from home, et cetera, et cetera. So we have with us today Todd Eaches. Uh, Todd is the president of the uh, Broadband Communications Association of Pennsylvania. And, you know, Todd, earlier this week, uh, uh, Art Thomas referred to a colloquy, a conversation that he and and uh, Gary Soika had. And it felt like the 130 or so of us in that room, it felt like we were sitting at the knee of the master, uh, learning about, okay, here's here's things I can do, here's some ideas, big, big questions. And, and we sort of see you as that master, as that subject matter expert, and we have some questions for you about how can, how can we make sure that the greater Susquehanna Valley uh, is, is uh, that success is not determined based on zip code. And when it comes to rural broadband, we know success, whether it's success in school, success with healthcare, success with business, is based on wh- how well connected you are to the rest of the world. So, Todd, uh, welcome, and I'll, I'll let uh, Mark uh, take it from there and, uh, and bring you on the, on, on the air. Todd Eaches, former lawmaker, president of the Broadband Communications Association of Pennsylvania. Welcome aboard, Todd. Thanks for calling in. 
Well, good morning. Thank you so much. Very, very kind words by Bob. Uh, but I'm just here to add to the conversation and uh, look forward to uh, answering some of your questions this morning. We'll explain the, the mission and work of the Broadband Communications Association, trying to make sure that high-speed Internet gets brought up and talked about and, and delivered. Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, BCAP has, is, is one of the first uh, broadband cable associations uh, and communications associations that was founded in this country uh, some four or five decades ago, uh, representing those who provide originally cable television, now broadband providers across the Commonwealth. Uh, from the largest to the smallest. Our members range from Beaver Valley Cable and Adams Cable, Service Electric, Blue Ridge, Armstrong, to Comcast and Charter. And we represent those throughout the Commonwealth in the policy spaces, advocating for good, solid policies that will allow our companies to employ people and serve customers. Well, and you're a former state lawmaker, so you know that some of the answers come from Harrisburg. Are you... Actually... I have to correct the record. I am not. Believe it or not, Pennsylvania has two Todd Eaches. Oh, you're kidding um, me. <laughs> no. Um, I am, I am born and raised in Delaware County, uh, work in Harrisburg today. But, but the former legislator from Hazleton and I are actually friends. We met each other, I think, in 1993 when we were both staffers in the U.S. Capitol down on the hill then. But we are not one and the same. <laughs> well, Steve, there, what, what Ben told me once what the meaning of assume is. I can't say it on the air, but it's not good. It's not good. Okay, Todd. Okay, but uh, the, yeah, the, uh, now that we know what the deliverables are, we know that you have had a very exciting past two years or so while most of us were locked down with a pandemic. Getting people connect, connected became a critical obsession here. Explain why that was so important, how successful it was, and, and what is next. Well, great question, because as, as Bob indicated, uh, you all and many folks, uh, including us, have certainly identified the need to connect or provide access to every Pennsylvanian or, frankly, every American. Uh, I think the pandemic showed a light on that. Um, it, it showed that we need to be able to have the opportunity. And I think about perhaps what would have happened if the pandemic happened 20 years ago. And there were not any of these networks, and no one could work from home or school or worship or just connect to friends and family. What would have been like then if we had no connectivity and we could not have been safe, uh, nestled in our homes during the worst of the pandemic? So uh, I also think that the networks that are present are were stress test by the pandemic, and frankly, we passed with flying colors. The networks were resilient, reliable, um, and just show the innovation and investment by companies like BCAP members. That also shows that the pandemic made clear just how critical it is that this infrastructure is to everybody across the Commonwealth and really fortifies the need to close that digital gap as expeditiously and effectively as possible. All right, Bob, your guest is an open uh, uh, open ears for your question. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess, uh, Todd, I, I want to start with a, a challenge that uh, our congressman, who we suspect will be our new congressman uh, in our valley, you know, uh, I'm sure you've been following the uh, congressional map, and you know that uh, we're the area that lost our member of Congress, Fred Keller. But uh, Fred has very gracefully uh, passed the baton off to uh, G.T. Thompson. Uh, G.T. is the ranking member 
of the Agriculture Committee. Uh, and when he was with us last Monday, he sort of challenged us to get involved with the, uh, with the Ag Bill, uh, where they're going to be do- doing a lot of policy as well as uh, putting in place the vehicles for funding uh, for rural broadband. So I, I wanted to ask you, uh, what advice do you have from a statewide perspective? Number one, uh, how important it is, is it to have G.T. Thompson as the ranking member, potentially the chairman of that committee at this, at this important time as they write that legislation? But also, how, how does a Chamber of Commerce like us, how does a member of the Chamber of Commerce, more importantly, get involved with drafting a major piece of legislation like a agriculture bill? Yeah, absolutely. First, let me say, uh, I have all the respect in the world and will greatly miss uh, my friend Fred Keller. And uh, G.T. Thompson has been a leader in the U.S. Congress. Uh, We are really, really lucky to have uh, a thoughtful, great leader uh, in the U.S. Congress representing all Pennsylvanians like Congressman Thompson. Uh, Really, really fantastic. And we really look forward to his continued leadership, particularly in the in the agriculture space um, relative to broadband there are so many things going on uh, in terms of funding streams not just in the ag bill which is looking I think the Senate's got uh, some money in reconnect that they've been taking a look at the last couple of weeks or so um, and hasn't moved yet but really the real driver behind this is the The bill that was passed in December called the IIJA, uh, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which breaks out $65 billion national uh, across the country, $65 billion with a B, for broadband, uh, rural broadband. Um, Each state, uh, including Pennsylvania, will get a minimum of $100 million to begin to approach this problem. It's certainly going to take more than $100 million in Pennsylvania. Uh, but there is uh, far more available through that program once the state sets up the appropriate plan and submits uh, for that. Uh, wisely, the General Assembly got on this early. Um, in Late in December, uh, they passed House Bill 2071. The governor signed it, which established the Pennsylvania State Broadband Authority, which will be the central organization um, to receive and appropriate funds to attack this rural broadband problem. Um, It's a little bit of a sea change because things like RDOF and the ReConnect program under ag uh, has traditionally been administered at the federal level and grants had been administered through those agencies. Uh, The sea change here is that we will have 50 states with 50 different programs, 50 different administrations uh, uh, appropriating these funds. So it's a great challenge. Um, I think the Pennsylvania General Assembly did the right thing. Uh, The appointed members of the authority are up to that task, and we look forward to being part of that process. I will tell you that it brings perhaps some risk of implementation um, because the one thing that you have identified really well, and that is the need to get access across the Commonwealth, particularly in rural areas. And that is where the laser focus should be. There's danger lies in the rules not being rigorous enough or ensuring that the resources go to the unserved. Uh, What we do not want to see is a drift where there's some policy experimentation or other things that cause us to lose focus on... um, 
spending the money where it needs to be spent. And that includes just being really careful with who the money goes to. Um, you know, there's a danger of investing in inexperienced network builders. You all know, uh, particularly at the Chamber, Bob, uh, Service Electric, and uh, other operators in the Susquehanna Valley, Comcast, Blue Ridge, some of the others, uh, all are experienced. It takes a lot to manage, invest in, and continue to upgrade for the future of these networks. And so the danger of investing in inexperienced network builders and operators is, is significant. Um, and we're already seeing private equity, venture capital, and other quick buck organizations who are trying to get into this market because there's a lot of government money out there. And we just need to be very careful about we that. Have time for just one more question. We'll ask Art Thomas to ask that question. Go ahead, Art. Hey, Todd. I think it's interesting, number one, that uh, agriculture is our number one industry in Pennsylvania, and I wouldn't think it would take a rocket science to think that those are some of the people that are in need of this broadband reach uh, in the rural areas. Hey, in March, uh, Governor Wolf announced that $10 million has been approved for 19 projects throughout Pennsylvania. And this seems almost trivial compared to the billions you were just talking about. But nevertheless, uh, it's the under unserved high-speed broadband funding program. And a variety of providers are set to be recipients, including Frontier and Windstream in our area. Can you give us any kind of an update on this funding and if any of that money is going to be headed our way? Sure. So the, the unserved high-speed broadband program was a pilot project that was set up under the Commonwealth fin uh, Finance Authority uh, a couple of years ago under Act 132, which was set up um, as one of the early programs, state-level programs, identifying the need to get access. Um, so that $10 million uh, was let. The governor announced that uh, back in March. I think it goes to, there's 19 projects in 13 counties. Um, there's some in Schuylkill, I think some in Snyder, et cetera. Uh, but again, the important part of this really goes to um, the vast and awesome amounts of federal dollars under IIJA that are going to allow us to tackle this problem in a real way so long as we stay focused on it. Um, and I would just say, uh, to close, I know we're up against time, um, at the local level, with chambers, uh, etc., it's going to be really important that we work together to coordinate to know who is served, who is unserved, and how to break down those obstacles at the county and local level for access to rights of way, um, poll, uh, poll access and attachment things. A lot of work to be done at every level of government, and at BCAP we look forward to doing that. Todd, how long is it going to take? It's going to take it's going to take several years. Uh, th there is no quick fix here. These these systems have to be designed, um, built, and let's not forget. Uh, we hear a lot about the supply chain, uh, sixty five billion dollars across fifty states. A lot of people are going to be ordering uh, and asking for fiber and electronics and attachment equipment and. We also have a huge role to play in the workforce development. There's huge opportunity to train and certify people to build and maintain these networks. Um, and we need really, really to focus on how we're going to find people. Um, and look, these companies, my members, they, they employ folks across the Commonwealth with 
family-supporting, life-sustaining jobs, and we really look forward to being part of that solution as well. Thank you so much for the update. Todd, you have an open mic anytime. Check back in, and as we make milestones on this uh, two- to three- to four-year project, boy, keep us up to date. Uh, We'd love to hear. two or three, four months. Okay, well, we all, we all do. We can't all get <laughs> My pleasure, away. gentlemen. Thank you so much, and have a good weekend. Yep, stay in touch. Okay, Bob, you stand by. We're going to come back. We'll go past the 9 a.m. hour and into 9.06 and beyond with the greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Bob Garrett is on the line, and Art Thomas is in our studio. We'll finish our chit-chat with them, and we have some questions from our audience and my questions during the 9 a.m. hour for the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce on Financial Friday. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. must be Friday if we have Bob Garrett on the line. Uh, fri- first Friday of the month, Bob, some additional comments as we get ready to head out this hour. We'll keep you on the line into the next hour as well. But go ahead, Bob. Yeah, we'll hear this in the uh, 9 o'clock uh, news break, but uh, the basically the unemployment rate stayed, national unemployment rate stayed right where it is uh, at 3.6%. The uh, job creation is over uh, what the economists uh, suggested, so Probably won't be hearing about a recession uh, today, uh, maybe on Monday. Uh, still looking good locally. All right. Well, thank you so much for the update. Uh, we got uh, Bob Garrett on the line now. He's going to be here at 9.06. We'll finish that conversation. We got Art Thomas, chairman of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, in the studio. Ben Reichley is here, fine local businessman, Republican committee person, and absolutely spectacular serial guest host uh, from On the Mark last week. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. The deep voice man is right uh, as far as he went, but he didn't include Kevin Hur, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass, and uh, Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, who's on the line. Ben Reichley is with us, fine local business person, member of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, probably on one of their boards and leadership uh, groups. He's also a uh, Republican committee. 
committee person. And last but certainly not least, Art Thomas is here, uh, sage wise businessman in our region, running Mech Tech and Diversified Construction and Chair of the Chamber. We'll go back to things in the order I announced them. Uh, Bob, uh, where do you want to go next? Uh, we, we were still talking about joblessness when we segued into high speed internet. What's next on this topic if we're talking economic development and business on the uh, first Friday of the month? Just a little more data, uh, Mark, if you will, um, uh, and and I think Art did touch on this uh, in his comments. Uh, here in the greater Susquehanna Valley, you take a look at our four counties, or five uh, counties that we claim. Montour County, lowest in the state, at 2.9% for the sixth month in a row. Um, Union and Snyder right in the right in that uh, top ten lowest, if you will. Uh, so they're on the right end of the of the right list uh, there. And the big exciting thing for me is that uh, Northumberland County now has dropped down almost even uh, with the state unemployment rate. I think we all know that Northumberland County was for a long, long time considered a labor surplus area. In fact, uh, that's another way of saying there are a lot more unemployed people in Northumberland County than anywhere else. Uh, they're now right at the state average. So. Uh, so our counties are doing well. But, folks, this doesn't just happen. It takes a lot of hard work. And what you heard Todd Each is talking about, that, that's business climate. That's the basic stuff uh, that makes it, uh, makes it possible for the businesses and the agencies in the greater Susquehanna Valley to compete. Uh, uh, it also makes it possible to do things like uh, work from home or from or to uh, or go to school from home, uh, telemedicine. Uh, all those things happen. This is what we call business climate. You know, we're in the midst of a uh, what is a fairly ugly uh, primary season. We're not used to <laughs> having this many candidates in the primary, and, and this one is uh, this one is for one for the history books. But the one thing I want to say to the listeners is that everyone who's running. Uh, for whatever office it is, we'll tell you they're running because they want to create jobs. The basic math of, of economic development is you can't be for jobs and against business. So sort out your candidates. I'm not going to tell anybody how to vote, but sort out your candidates. If you care about jobs, you've got to go with those candidates who understand the basic principle that you have to support business if you want to create prosperity. Hey, Bob, real quick question. We talked about this a little bit among ourselves here, but is there a disconnect, not a full connect, lack of communication, not enough drive in the broadband efforts to link in the local hospitals, the local universities, and the local big businesses, meaning uh, have have uh, some of them, and I don't want to take this, Art mentioned this, some of them sort of taking care of themselves, and uh, they're okay, but instead of building a big bridge of broadband into our area, do we have a lot of little bridges? Yeah, well, so I think what you're referring to, Ben, is a decade ago now in the in the uh, stimulus act back in the uh, Obama administration uh, when you know when they were putting a lot of federal dollars out, there was a system created called Kinber, uh, and Kinber is is a uh, think of it as a super uh, a super highway, an interstate highway with no uh, no exits no exits and no entrances. So everybody who's on that system, and that is a super high speed system, is already connected. 
Um, when we did our first survey back eight years ago, we had some, some larger businesses, some big employers in the Valley who were not connected to, to broadband and high-speed Internet. I think that we can check that box. That box is checked. We got that under control. What we really have to focus on now, Ben, is the much, much more difficult issue of getting the farmer out of the mud, getting electricity into rural uh, Pennsylvania, in this case, getting broadband out to places like western Snyder County, western Union County, into uh, areas of Northumberland County, uh, far northern Montour County. It's a much, much more difficult issue when each establishment, and, and, and Ben, you know, a lot of people don't think of it this way, but a farm is basically a factory without walls. And if a, if a farmer is not connected, connected to high-speed Internet, broadband or high-speed Internet, they are at a disadvantage of every other farmer in the world. Uh, we are the breadbasket of the world. We will feed the population of the world if we're given the ability to. But the, that ability is directly connected to how well connected our farmers, our rural people are to high-speed Internet and broadband. All right. Hey, Mark, I just want to real quick take this... Uh time to put a little plug in and let everybody know the chamber just had our annual meeting on Wednesday and it was the first time we had our in-person annual meeting for three years and the last one was in 2019 and there was 160 plus people there at the Pine Barn and incredible excitement the networking was unbelievable Bob touched on Gary Soika being there with the colloquy with myself <laughs> and I think when Gary was talking you could hear a pin drop in the room um, we let the membership know at that meeting that we've paid off our mortgage for our beautiful building on the Strip as a result of a nice donation received from Sidco and the dissolution of that uh, organization. Um, we've got quality communications right now. I've let people know that they're getting e-alerts on their, in their email once a week from the chamber, and all you got to do is take 30 to 45 seconds to just scroll through that e-alert. If you want to look at something in more depth, you can. If not, in 30 to 45 seconds, you know exactly what's going on at the Chamber and what the Chamber is doing for you. You can link to Financial Friday. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> and then, of course, uh, we're revamping our membership program. We're going to a tiered cafeteria-style membership, and we're phasing this in over several years. We've met with several members already, and uh, several dozen. We're probably up over 40, 45 members that we've met with, and everybody that we meet with one-on-one -on -one, has told us how much they like the idea of this tiered choice cafeteria membership style, and they're signing up for it. So we've got some exciting things going on, and, and all of this is, is proof to my point that we've survived the pandemic and for purposes of this discussion as i said on wednesday we're assuming the pandemic is over and if it is the chamber has survived and when the pandemic hit i can tell you we had some nervous people as to whether or not we were going to all right, we have two questions, one from me, but one from one of our listeners says, I'll be interested in hearing how the local business leaders will tell us that the local economy is doing well. The Dow dropped 1,000 points yesterday. NASDAQ was down. Diesel fuel is 5.45 a gallon and over $6 in New England states. Truckers are at a breaking point. A T-bone steak costs about $10. A wages are not keeping up with inflation's rise. Employers are still almost bad. 
begging for help. Our president's giving away millions of dollars for war support to another country. Included in that $33 million, he's asking for $18 million he wants for his disinformation czar over in Homeland Security. So we'll start with Bob. Uh, uh, bolster our view that the local economy is booming uh, based on some of these headwinds. Yeah, I'll uh, respond and just say what what we're talking about, what Art and I am, are talking about is data. Um, and this is data that is well-established with good baselines. We're using data. What we're saying is that based on data uh, that is scientifically consistently collected, Montour County is at 2.9% unemployment. That's 140 people or so uh, in Montour County. Right now, today, there's 1,500 open jobs at the Geisinger. Okay? Uh, so uh, that's the comparison I like to make. Nationally, there's two jobs for every person looking. Locally, there's 20 jobs for every person looking. Uh, so I, I think what the, the listener, and I respect what they're saying, is they have a national perspective and they want to understand how can you say locally we're doing okay. Uh, we have that national data, and, and you've been hearing uh, data all morning long uh, on that. Uh, we, we have big problems, big issues that we have to resolve at the, at the, at the, um, you know, at that larger le level, uh, but here at the micro level, if you will, macro and micro, here at the, at the, at the micro level, uh, we're doing pretty well. Uh, we won't continue to do well if we don't uh, stay on top of these other bigger issues uh, that the listener brings up, such as inflation, fuel costs, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I'm sure the listener heard me speak about that uh, early in the presentation. All right, Art. I'll just add that uh, businesses have got to become more and more flexible. The employees are in charge. Face it, the employees are in charge. Uh, no business model with a company town is going to survive today. And we, the answer is we've got to get the boomers. There's about eight years on the tail end of the boomers. We've got to get them back to work, and we have to be flexible enough to get the kids taken care of so that the moms go back to work. And I think that what the uh, listener has brought up is what we are going to be facing here over the next few months. We're looking at data in the rear window. The news is on the hour, around the clock, and the news is telling us what's coming. And uh, maybe a few months from now that data is going to get things a little bit more depressing. I don't know. But for right now, we're okay, and as long as employers get more creative and figure out how to take care of their employees and attract employees, they got to do things they've never done before. Stipends for this, uh, time off for that, in-house child care. There's a big one. That's only for big business, most likely. But uh, businesses can group together and provide uh, something for their families, and that's what it's going to take to get people back in. Yeah, I agree, Art. Co-op uh, child care, it can be done. I would like to see the private sectors do that more than the government. Government might put in money for it, but I'd like to see the YMCAs and those groups that have done it very well on shoestring budgets more than just throwing money at it, which the government has a tendency to do. Participation rate, Mark, as you brought it up here, is down uh, two-tenths of a point. I don't think that's uh, a positive. I, I, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I see headwinds, and I see uh, interest rates going above 5%. That's going to jump on the real estate market. I talk to businesses who have production in manufacturing that's out to the summertime or into the fall. But the problem is they're only doing half of what they could do with a full workforce. 
So now instead of doing making five widgets, they only have the people to make two. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting, and uh, Art, I would agree. It's uh, uh, businesses need to become yoga flexible. Yeah. You need to be able to do the down dog and the uh, rising sun all at the same time. Last question. This is the lightning round. I'll start with our panelists. We'll start with Art. This idea that we got, or no, scratch that. We'll start with Bob Garrett. Uh, this idea that uh, we're going to get a couple of more employers around here, hundreds of new jobs at them collectively. How can we sustain more businesses coming in with hundreds of uh, jobs available? We don't, we're missing hundreds of workers already. How is this sustainable? Why is this really good news? These companies are coming here. Bob? Well, uh, first, let me uh, reestablish that the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce is a retention and expansion organization. <clears throat> our, our entire efforts are to keep the businesses we have and help them to grow right here in the Greater Susquehanna Valley. Having said that, we are not anti-growth by any stretch of the imagination. I think you, you basically you have to you have to make hay while the sun shines, uh, Mark. And the sun is shining really brightly right now. Um, uh, Art mentioned that uh, Sidco is uh, is dissolving. Well, it's dissolving because it, they sold all of its property. It was founded 74 years ago by a, a small committee of five people out of the then Central Susquehanna Valley Chamber, uh, but. Uh, with uh, Charlie Degenstein as the head, by the way, but anyhow, it was uh, it was founded 74 years ago. Um, it, we've heard that Great Teams Commons has uh, sold their last piece of property and allowing the Union County Commissioners to actually cut taxes. Uh, Who ever heard of such a thing? Uh, so that you have to make hay while the sun shines. Um, but uh, uh, I, I think the big issue, Mark, is the, at the policy level. What what Ben has been very politely discussing is we, we might be off track uh, when it comes to policy as it as it pertains to being pro business, pro jobs, and we just have to continue to work. Uh, with the administration in Washington, with the administration in Harrisburg, with our elected officials, and try to get good, solid policy. Just like I was talking about, broadband is a business climate issue. Right now, the business climate being created by policy coming out of places like Harrisburg and Washington is not pro-jobs, and we've got to get that turned around. Yeah, I, I just want to bring up uh, this 5%. Um, Ben's mentioned 5%, and all the indicators, all the economic indicators are, are appearing to scare us right now, and, and rightfully so. But you have to remember that for the past, what, 12 years since we came out of recession, things have been rock bottom, and everybody's gotten used to absolute rock bottom. Some of us, and I can just barely, I'm proud to say, can remember the late 70s and early 1980s, and what was really high interest rates. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that 5% uh, interest rates for a mortgage and 5% interest rates, they're not so bad. So you've got people out there saying, stay calm, no need to get all excited here. We're going to try and get this under control. Only time will tell if it's under control or if it's going to go sky high. All right. Well, thank you, men, so much. Uh, Bob, anything big coming up in the chamber you want to preview before we uh, sign off here? Yeah, let me just mention a couple things. Uh, as Art uh, said, we're back in person. Uh, the big thing later this month will be our chip and chat. Uh, we'll be out for five holes of uh, 
golf and uh, and a great opportunity for folks that have thought, ah, gee whiz, uh, what's this golfing all about? What's this uh, this idea of doing business on the golf course? We'll be down at the uh, down at uh, Knobles Three Ponds for that, and then we're going to take the show on the road. By the way, with a chip chat chew and a cigar too uh, later this. Uh, uh, later this summer and take this around to all of the golf courses and just give people a little bit of a taste of what it's like to do business on the golf course. Do business while having a whole lot of fun and all you have to do is be on uh, Ben Reikley's for- foursome or Reginald Claghorn, whichever he goes with that day uh, <laughs> on his foursome and you know you'll have a good time. Uh, then I, I think uh, it's then chip we get chat. into the summer month uh, and uh, we'll be having a lunch and learn and a couple of uh, really great events coming up. Uh, stay tuned. Everything with the Chamber of Commerce can be found at gsbcc.org. That's gsbcc.org. And, Bob, I think we need to mention to our listeners that might be scared of golf, uh, this is very informal, folks. Uh, you probably don't even have to have your golf spikes on to play this. This is five holes after hours. You know, a lot of your company leagues are nine holes after work. This is just five holes of fun and then back to the 19th hole for some good networking in a chamber style. Well, and I've been near some of Ben Reikley's foursomes, and I heard the chipping and the chatting, and I heard some cursing, too, another C word that's kind of emerging. So, but I don't know what that was all about. And some betting. Uh, you made five bucks on one of those rounds, so good for you. Sugar gets used a lot. I get that. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for the the uh, bring uh, connection to Todd Eaches and for our broadband updates. we got a lot to talk about in the months ahead about uh, the issues that are weighing on business around here and chambers and, and local businesses. So thank you, Bob. Thanks for checking in. Good to hear from you, Bobby. Thank you. And be assured our best days lie just ahead. Uh, Oh, good to hear you from always Bobby. say that. Okay. Gotcha. Bobby, uh, good to hear from you, and have your bourbon after 12 o'clock today, young man. <laughs> All right. Art Thomas with us, president of MechTech and Diversified Construction Chair of the Chamber. We saw you leading the colloquy. What, I don't even, <laughs> I, I remember colloquy from college. It, it meant a, a big conversation at after, after class. What is colloquy? Colloquy, I had to look it up too, buddy. It's a... Uh, High-level, serious discussion. Oh, okay. There you go. This goes back to the 19th hole. With All right. without broccoli. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with open phones. The topic of your selection. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. Be sure to include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. (laughs) 
Nice, nice, nice. Thank you so much, Kevin Hur, with fabulous bumper music. Always very appropriate. We appreciate that. Folks, you're listening to On the Markets, the WKOK Live telephone talk show, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. we got open phones now. Call us, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. You can talk about the jobless figures that came out or something else in the news. Had big doings from the U.S. Supreme Court this week, whether they wanted to talk about it or not. And, uh, oops, I'm sorry, what's that again? Big doings? Well, yeah, they had uh, the big decision, the big leak. So we'll talk about that or anything else you wish to discuss. Got a lot of politicking going on. Uh, let's see, campaign by attack is the name of the gubernatorial and U.S. Senate campaigns that are underway really? uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. It's a sprint to uh, May 17th, right? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Eh? And Jim is on the line from Ashland, PA. He's been keeping us up to date about this 107th district race that the 107th district, uh, Kurt Mosser's soon-to-be old district, reaches down into Schuylkill County. And he's on the line. Jim, good morning. Thank you so much for calling in. Good morning. Um, first of all, uh, uh, people should look at Dr. Zama for governor. He's a, a much better candidate, a retired heart surgeon. But uh, um, as far as last night, uh, first of all, if you live in Snyder or Montour County, you're going to be represented by Linda Culver, a wonderful woman. Her and her staff put this thing together last night. They, You are well represented if she is your representative. She does a wonderful job. Uh, and Not in Snyder County. That used no, she, huh? she won't be in Snyder County in the future. In the future. Oh, Montour, well, yeah. She did represent that area. Yeah, and, she did. Uh, she did for a number of years. Merle Phillips did well, for a number of years. Well, she still does until, I guess, January. But she does a wonderful job. Anyway, she put this thing together, and she did a beautiful job. It was well attended between Ron Tanney and, and Joanne Sturr. And there were some really good, hard-hitting questions. Um, I thought it was interesting that... Uh, Although it's a federal uh, uh, thing, uh, Mr. Tanny knew nothing about the Title 42 being done away with, which allows illegals to come into our country. And uh, I was very disappointed that, you know, um, what do you guys feel about term limits? Are you for or against them? Four. Oh my gosh, we need them desperately at every level, every office, yes. every so, place. No, that's no, my opinion. No, that was no, well, hold on, hold on. Hang on here. Hey, no, let me throw this yeah. out. Turn limits yeah. look good, but they're good from far. And here's what term limits will do. Term limits what? then will put staffers, lobbyists, and bureaucrats in charge because I'm a staffer. I'm there with Senator... Mark Lawrence from the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I know he's going to be there for two terms. Well, I'm 32 years old. I'm going to work there for the next 30 years. So term limits on the face look positive. Now, how could you implement term limits? But I will say this. If you go blank term limits, just four four years, four times in the House, two times in the Senate, you will have staffers and lobbyists and bureaucrats, and bureaucrats are potentially the biggest problem we have in D.C. and Harrisburg. You'll have those folks running the show. All right, Jim. Unelected, you know what? That unelected is a officials. Valid point. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, unelected officials. But I, I do, Jim, understand yeah. what you're saying. Again, on, on the face, it looks good. But then you have to dig in and look, okay, what's going to happen down the road with this? Right. Elected, right. Uh, p- people get elected, like them or not, incumbents or not, have to at least stand in front of the voters every yeah, X yeah, amount of yeah, years. Yeah. Right. All right, what else, That's Jim? true. That's a very good point. A very good point. Not well, trying. anyway, um, uh, the people down there, they, uh, they've been well represented by Linda, and they wanted to be sure that they weren't forgotten. And uh, I feel that they, uh, they came away with a better idea of what these two people were about and, uh, um, uh, you know, how they would represent them. So we need to do more of these kind of things. Unfortunately, there's 11 days to go, and uh, I don't know if we'd be able to do another. But, uh, um you know, we do, um, it, 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 it's many problems, and there's many, um, um, not many solutions. We need to work together toward solutions. And uh, um, personally, I, I think Joanne Stur would be a, a good candidate to work with Linda Culver and the rest of the uh, the legislator to try to move things forward. But uh, um, I think the people from uh, Hickory Corners in that area were, um, they, they came away with a better idea and, uh, we need to do more of this kind of thing, I think, uh, across the, you know, because there is no easy answers, like you said. All right, you know? we got you. Thank you so much. Thanks I'm not for a calling fan in, Jim. Staffers, my, uh, either. So. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any questions? Nope, we're good to go. Have Joanne call mm-hmm. us. And uh, have a good day. Uh, All right, appreciate that. Uh, All right, enjoy the good water in Schuylkill County, because you know what, how good the water is over there? Schuylkill County Municipal Authority. Takes care of that water, and you know what that water makes? Yingling Yingling beer. beer. Okay, I I knew we were (laughs) headed to our our one natural liquid resource from Schuylkill County. All right, uh, I got a couple of things to tell you here. First of all, the mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. They invite you to do as I've done on many occasions with my vehicle and my friends' vehicles and my parents' vehicles. And I've installed Ben's one one time right down there and got it pumped up with nitrogen and brought it back. It's the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service. They can do anything to any vehicle anytime you desire. They do state inspections. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. they got a lineman shop, a body shop, a parts shop, and every other kind of shop that you need down there, and they'll take good care of you. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Two locations, of course, 4th Street, Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Sunburymotors.com is their other address that you need if you are ready for a new or pre-owned vehicle, especially new Ford, new Hyundai, new Kia. Wait times are getting down for the Hyundais and the Kias. Uh, still four to six weeks for some of the Fords, or even longer if you need. No, if wait you absolutely have to have an F two fifty. You ordered those; they've come in. So now, <laughs> well, I wait till up. they come in, and then I go get them. I don't even order them anymore. Well, I think they're up for sale. Get, go down and ask for the Mark Lawrence specials, right? The, the ones that, that you ordered, and then you decided to change your mind on. Yeah, somebody's got to, to try. I, I bought Joe an F one fifty Lightning oh. with that slate gray, silver, uh, silver bluish color that you have, and, and before. Joe could go down and pick it up. 
It's gone. So and he didn't even get a chance to see well, it. Well, it sounds like uh, Jeff Clark and Tom Mertz need to get in a couple of uh, <laughs> trucks and go out and negotiate. Get some and, more. Uh, what were they doing? They were arm wrestling for that dealer out in uh, out in Michigan, and they mm-hmm. took them right off the lot. They were in Dearborn. They took it right off the train. So that's Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com. They are our sponsor. I do have some very brief news headlines here, so we'll scan through these really quickly here. The latest surge of COVID-19 continues. Uh, Pennsylvania's hit the highest number of daily new COVID cases since February. There's an outbreak at Danville State Hospital as well. Thursday's update saw 3,100 new cases. That's 5,700 over the last two days. There were 47 new Valley cases reported over the last uh, two days. So we do have a slight uptick in our area hospitalizations about the same. We got a little bit more information about uh, the wreck, the intergenerational community life center proposed for the Sealands Grove Inn by the wreck director, Kelly Filer. Part of our mission always has been inspiring ideas, enriching lives, and engaging all generations. And so this is our chance to go back and put all the elements together. Well, thanks to Guy. Or check that. Uh, Kelly Filer tells us that the center will start with senior housing and will have a wide range of other aspects of that. Kevin tells us Montour County, according to the CDC, now in the high spread category. I was started to say thanks wow. to Guy Singer for that. That's, so. uh, Kevin was down at the uh, press dinner Saturday night in D.C. and he was at super the White spreader. House press and he, dinner. The press corner, he brought it back to Montour County. He wrote some of Joe Biden's jokes, which were oh, outstanding. <laughs> Appropriate bumper music. They too. were they were out. I'm not sure standing, but right. they were out there. Pennsylvania's Republican gubernatorial primary field continues to be a toss-up with Doug Mastriano with 20 percent in the latest Franklin and Marshall poll. U.S. Attorney Bill McSwain has 12 percent. Lou Barletta dropping there, unfortunately, 11 percent. And David White has 8 percent. And in the latest U.S. Senate poll, 39 percent of voters are still not sure who they will vote for in the Republican Senate primary while 57% who say they've chosen a candidate indicate they could change their minds. The poll has three candidates posting percentages in the double digits. Dr. Mehmet Oz paced the field with 18%, followed by Dave McCormick at 16%, and Kathy Barnett. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. One online retailer, Amazon, will be helping to cover the travel costs for U.S. workers who need abortions in the future. The retail colossus joins a list of companies that have made moves in reaction to the states maneuvering to block women's access to abortion. CNET's Ian Schur says uh, Amazon will reimburse as much as $4,000 in travel and lodging expenses for employees covered by its health care plan if they have to go more than 100 miles away to receive the health care that they need, including abortion. And new fencing is up around the U.S. Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C. The increased security comes after demonstrations outside uh, occurred in response to a leaked draft opinion that suggests Supreme Court could be preparing to overturn Roe v. Wade. The court will never be the same. All right. Amen. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We're going to get Ben Reichley's reaction to that big leak. First of all, Republicans are most upset about the leak and uh, the decision that's in the offing. But we'd love your view on this, too, and the jobless figures that we talked about earlier. Hundreds of thousands of jobs recovered from pre-pandemic years and some new jobs mixed in there as well, I suppose. Got a couple of emails. No text yet. So join us. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword O 
OTM. I like beer. <laughs> All right, yes, we're going to the Milton Beer Fest in, in a little bit over four weeks from right now, June 11th, 4 to 6 p.m., or 2 to 6 p.m., and uh, we will be there. Text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. One of our listeners says, Bradford, Montour, Sullivan, and Susquehanna County are in the high category of COVID-19 spread. W- what's what's the disconnect here, Ben? I disconnect is that, what is this, ba dash two. A, B, C, D, or C, and didn't uh, Fauci come out and say it's time to live with it? Right, very mild strain. I mean, people uh, have to update their policies and see what's going on, and uh, I just cringe when they talk about uh, vaccinating uh, healthy, young Infant lasses and ladies uh, under the age of 18, or even even folks under the age of 30. If you're healthy, well, one thing COVID, and believe me, I I had it, so I've been through it. I had the shots, but if I didn't have uh, 20 to 30 extra LBSs, it would be helpful. COVID is not bashful about people who are overweight, mm. and uh, that's one thing it does not discriminate. That yes. People it does have, discriminate. No, it, it, no, it, it won't discriminate. If you, if it doesn't matter what your gender is, almost your age to a degree. If you have a couple extra pounds, COVID seems to, uh, it, you know, that that seems to go that way. But what my point being is that healthy folks, boy, take a look. Do what you think you need. Talk to your doctor. Do what you think you need to do. But uh, I cringe at thinking that. Uh, Healthy young people, because the numbers don't show, unless they had problems. If 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 you're predisposed and you have a, a situation medically, but boy, if you're healthy, uh, it seems strange that uh, these vaccines are supposed to be the. Answer. I haven't seen too many precautions because of the slight surge that we're enjoying right now. Have people done something? Well, look at the hypocrisy we see. Look at uh, let's take Fauci. He was so far all over the place. The CDC was with. Holding information, saying that, well, we're not sure the public could have taken that information and done with it, so we didn't give it to you. But look what look at Fauci makes a statement. I'm not going to the correspondence dinner that uh, Kevin was down at uh, Saturday in D.C. and were rumored to be down at. I think he took the Sunbury Broadcasting jet. Him and his family went down. Oh yeah, it's sat there, sat there at the uh, Kevin. You're at the Newsmax table or the MSNBC table or in between. Don't but bother Kevin. He's anyway, answering the phone. Uh, you look at, so Fauci didn't go down to, he did say, I'm not going to the dinner, I've taken an assessment. Well, that's great. But then he was at the pre-cocktail parties, and they're taking pictures, maskless. Then the folks would come out of these parties, put masks on for pictures. That doesn't do anybody any good. Democrat, Republican, Independent, other. That just shows the hypocrisy. All right, we got you. 1-800-795-9565. Start with Buzz. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. I just turned on, and the irony is... Uh, Amazing. I was going to, since I was waiting for an open day to talk about commercial advertising, and when I told my uh, Alexa to play your station, the first thing I got was a thing that says, tune in, and then they go right to commercial. And they play an entire commercial, and then they cut into wherever you guys are at that point. And the reason I called was to say that yesterday I was watching, I was doing some work in the kitchen, and I turned on the TV and found a movie that I really liked. And when it came to commercial break, I counted 20 30-second ads that they showed before they went back to the movie. Whoa. And I'm wondering... Political ads or just regular ads? No, no, just general ads. I mean, I've stopped watching network television a couple years ago 
because <laughs> I don't know if it's me or my age or what, but I've actually sit there and watch TV that goes to commercial until they get back to the show. I forget what I was watching. I mean, it just takes so long. The question is, how much do advertisers pay to be number seven in line on a commercial that everybody is tuned out by that point? I mean, do you see an end to the way commercial advertising is done on television? Yes. Streaming. Cable, yeah. well, uh, you know, HBO, anyway. you know, all, all those yeah. things that came out, yeah, to to get the uh, real, and also too, uh, uh, the DV or the uh, <coughs> the fast tracks where you can uh, fast forward uh, and get oh. rid of the commercials. Uh, th- those technologies are coming out there, and I think that's uh, leading to uh, what you see going on in advertising, it's Mark, but, uh, not just here on the radio, but uh, on the in the newspapers, on the internet. Uh, you know the advertising is uh, is trying to survive, but remember that I, advertising well, brings in big dollars. Just look at something like the Super Bowl. All right, and yeah. what really quickly here before we let you go, uh, yeah. you can go to wkok.com. We have the step-by-step instructions for Alexa. Give her the skill to listen to WKOK, and you won't need tune-in. You can bypass yeah, well, all that. You'll hear fewer ads. Oh, good. Well, I'm just. Uh, I'm just glad that I'm not in advertising sales or <laughs> in any kind of retail market like I used to be that I have to use advertising because I would be done for. All right. Thanks, guys. You betcha, Buzz. Thank you for calling in. That takes us to Bob. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, good morning. I just wanted to wish every woman out there happy Mother's Day on Sunday. hope they enjoy it. And, you know, I voted by mail the other day. I sent it in, and, you know, everybody's complaining that... Uh, Democrats vote by mail. Well, why not do the luxury from your home? You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to be inconvenienced, and you can do it at your own time. And, you know, if the Republicans are still whining and crying that they lost the election because of all this mail-in voter fraud, well, Trump told the Republicans not to vote, vote by mail, so it's their own stupidity for listening to him in the beginning. Geez, Bob, I'm sorry to hear that voting is an inconvenience. Voting in a democratic country that uh, people around the world would like to I said it's a convenience to vote from home. But you said it was an inconvenience. Why why not do that because it's an inconvenience? So voting in a democracy is an inconvenience. Okay. (laughs) I can only vote from a certain time in the morning to a certain time at night when I might be working or out of town. Yes, it is. It's called absentee ballot, and it's been around for a very long time. Yeah. uh, Right, and these guys that are running these political ads, how's this one guy going to fire Fauci? Explain that to me. <laughs> he's just going to support it. I'd like to know it. how in the hell he's going to fire somebody. Well, they talk about this, you know, like Dr. Zama says he's going to cure all known diseases and feed the poor mm-hmm. if we elect him governor. Well, you know, he's not going to be able to do that. He can work on it, and he can help, and he can support it, and he can fund it. But at but least he's making an effort. Right, at least so he's making a claim. He's doing right. more than anybody hey, no, else. I'm, I'm not faulting him. I'm just saying that, you know, of all of the candidates who say they're going to cure all known diseases and feed the poor and going to solve, you know, continental drift and try to make sure that the climate stays wherever mm-hmm. it is right now. He's the one that has the boldest claims if he's governor. And I thought, in fact, when we interviewed him, I said, 
I hate to say this, but you're just going to be governor. It's not you're not going to be world czar. But he says he is going to fix all global One issues. One person can make a difference. Well, I guess so. That's it. Okay. Well, good point. All right. Anything else, Bob? Thank you for checking in. Well, as far as our open borders go, how long have our borders been open? Did they just open up like four years ago or uh, six years ago? They opened Haven't up. Have they always been open? They no, opened up no. 236 they years were, ago. They were, but they, they were open. Okay, the well, government, the, hold it. The government stepped in and I believe 1923, 1924, cut immigration until 1963-64, and then Ted Kennedy wanted uh, people to come in, but uh, there's been, uh, there was, it was called assimilation. They wanted people to assimilate, so, uh, but after that, uh, the border policies have been all over the place. Uh, the last four, the Trump administration tried to rein things in and go by what law was, and the Biden administration has uh, such a huge mess, they don't mm-hmm. even know what to do. All right, thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. 1-800-795-9565 is the open phone. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. we got one call coming in. we got one email. And we're going to read that and chit-chat about that. I still haven't gotten your reaction to the leak or the decision that's mm, coming. Leak, Come, uh, you mean the leak of the fiber dam? Right. Yeah. Coming up. Uh, There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. It's I love our theme music. Don't you love this? I will say this. I listened to uh, coming back from a uh, business trip this week, Maryland, Delaware, into uh, eastern PA, but coming back last night up the beautiful Susquehanna River, coming up 11.15. I'm trying to think of the time frame, 9.30-ish. What a debacle. For the Philadelphia Phillies last night. Oh, I, I heard listened about this. to it. <laughs> I, I, I said, I can't believe this is going on. A guy gets a hit, a guy gets an out, a guy gets a home run, a guy gets a double. These guys are talking. I don't know who the Philly announcers were, but the the, the color guy uh, uh, doing the color analyst. The, uh, we uh, call them black anymore, not colored guys. No, no, the color analyst. Oh, I see. Okay. Whoever, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the guy that played by playing the, <laughs> the color analyst. did a face slap. Was, you know, was uh, just funny. Right. Let's get our caller going here before we analyze the Phillies too far, but we can get back to the Phillies. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting through the break. Good morning, gentlemen. You know who I found amazing this morning on the news? They have erected a fence within 24 hours around the U.S. Supreme Court. A big fence. Yeah, they took it from the Capitol and just moved it over. They had it in storage. 
Uh, I'm just amazed. So in no time at all, they can put up this fence around the Supreme Court with all of the imagery that that has with it, but they can't bring themselves to put the fence along the southern border. <laughs> I wondered where How this was heading. Thank you. <laughs> no. yes. I, I just find that astounding that they, could do, that they can and would do such a thing. I've been there. I've stood there in front of the Supreme Court. There's a big road, and then there's the big area in front of the Capitol building. I mean, I don't think see how foolish that looks by yeah. comparison. I, it just amazes me. Well, who's, you know, who's, the other thing I wanted to say was this. You try to get a real ID. Now, I'm a woman, so it's, it's, it has extra challenges for us because if you married and changed your name, now you have to go find your original marriage certificate yep. license. In order to get mm. this real ID, oh, so wait they're letting lose a social every security Tom, number. Dick, and Harry across the southern border and handing them a cell phone and hooking them up to the benefits. But an American citizen lived here all of my life, and I have to go through that just to get an ID. Yeah. Oh, wait, do you lose a social security number? I did that. I lost my social security card, my original one. I had a duplicate, and they said, no, you need the original one. And I said, well, I lost it when I was a teenager. No, you're going to have to get a new original. Yeah, so how about that? But you know who that is, though? Just call your U.S. congressman. Oh, no, and that's they, what this they was do. beyond dreasing the skids. That's what this, they do. This was, I needed the birth certificates of my parents and then my oh. birth certificate to show who they were. Yeah. And I read on NPR this morning, uh, this just amazes me, all this carrying on about uh, student loans, right? Well, they have a program that they've had in place for decades because, well, as I tell you the story, you'll understand this. If you made your payments for 20 years or 30 years, you're forgiven the rest of your loan. This applied to low-income people. 4.4 million people have qualified to have the rest of their loan forgiven because they've made those payments for 20 or 30 years. These are federal student loans run by agencies like FIA, which was specifically mentioned. FIA is an agency here in Pennsylvania that we taxpayers fund that runs student loans and provides free money from the state and free loans from the state, okay? How many people out of 4.4 million who qualify do you think they've given the loan forgiveness to? 28. 36. Oh, it mm-hmm. went up. Yeah, it's I mean, a debacle. And, and this is prime example of the gross incompetence of government. So the U.S. Department of Education runs this program. They have never kept a record of how many payments people made. They have abdicated it in part to state agencies like FIA, and FIA failed to keep a, a record of how many payments the people made, even though hmm. your forgiveness hinged on that. Yeah. Nobody ever counted. No, the whole thing's a debacle from beginning well, to end. It's been short-sighted and been broken yeah, but let me since throw it was this started. Out, though, in this whole conversation, though, you hear about FIA, or you hear about the students who took the loans, you hear about the other organizations that gave the loans, but is anybody asking the universities and colleges, don't you have something involved in this? <laughs> is your pri- could your prices maybe be not market rate? Yes, if we uh, if you forgive student loans, we will raise our prices again. That's what they're yes, saying. They guaranteed it. And <laughs> thank you, Cindy. To be continued. It. Very much appreciated. Thank yes. you, Cindy. Thank you. We got two emails pending. We'll look at those no, first Monday. thing Monday morning. Thank you, sir. Yep, have a good weekend. And again, the Philly debacle. 
Hey, I guarantee you one thing about the Phillies. They'll play better tonight. Uh, I don't know they better. Can't play worse. <laughs> Look at it so. that way. So, and thank uh, you, Kevin. Fabulous yeah. producer. This is WDK, OK Sunbury. Most of all, thank you, everybody, for listening.